chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. 
If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin, but now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you have spoken this written word, Lord, that you have given us, this instruction, Lord, this, the, these warnings, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing uh, in the lives of your men and women servants, Lord. We just ask that, Lord, you would shed new light and bring new revelation to what you're doing in the earth in this season. We ask that, Lord, you would bring your word forth in spirit and in truth. Make it plain to those, Lord, who are without understanding for those who have an interest in knowing more about you, Lord, I pray that you will open the portals of heaven, that, Lord, you would pour out a blessing of understanding of your spirit, Lord, that you would be glorified in the earth. And for everyone, Lord, that is truly seeking you, who truly want to know you, Lord, I pray that again, Lord, you would you would make it plain, Lord, that you would that, that Lord, you would reveal yourself to them to be God, Lord that you would manifest yourself in dreams and in visions, that you would open the eyes and hearts of your people. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and thank you for another, for another segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I am your host for this evening, Chaplain Kevin Graves. It is a pleasure being with you once again. I am with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Uh, tonight's topic uh, is... The challenges of walking with God. Again, the challenges of walking with God. Uh, please uh, get your pen and uh, a notepad out. Uh, just before uh, coming on the air, the Lord was just giving me uh, more instructions, things to write, and and I was just uh, very much in the Word and, and and asking Lord, what do you want me to? To, to bring to your people tonight, what word do you have for them? And and what came to mind, and uh, what the Lord had revealed to me uh, uh, in, in my writing, is that He wants me to talk about the challenges, the challenges of walking with Him. And there's a lot of people out there uh, who who have come to Christ for the very first time, and 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 it has been a very joyous experience and and some people come very excited and happy that they have made this decision to follow Jesus and only to find out uh as they walk with him that this is indeed a uh it's a walk of suffering it is a walk of trouble um if you continue forward long enough you will see that uh, when you when you are a son or daughter of God, a child of God, uh, there's a price to pay. Uh, this walk does not come without trouble. 
Let me say that again. This walk does not come without trouble. If you are a Christian and your life is, is, is great and there's no trouble, then we need to maybe reexamine some things as far as our walk. Because as Christ walked, as those that uh, uh, came even before him and after him, uh, uh, to walk with God is a walk of, of sacrifice. It is a selfless walk. Uh, at times, uh, it's a painful walk. And it's rewarding in the end, but understand this, that if we are to follow the Lord, if we are to be his example in the earth, uh, rest assured, you are going to come up against opposition, which is what I would like to talk to you tonight about, the challenges of walking with God. Uh, As Jesus made it very clear in Scripture, he says, if the world hated you, ye know that if it hated me, that it hated me before it hated you. So in essence, what Jesus is telling us here, what he is telling us about is that uh, uh, when you represent kingdom, when you represent the things of God, uh, you're going to have to deal with powers that are going to be in opposition to this message. Uh, There are going to be some who are going to criticize the message. There are going to be some who are going to say, well, well, this message is written by a group of men. And uh, so you're you're going to really have to be well studied. Uh, You're going to have to be well prayed up. And you're really going to have to seek the face of God because uh, there are a lot of people out there who are very learned, very learned, uh, uh, very well versed in Scripture. Uh, they, They know more than we do. And we have to be firm, and we have to be, I'll use the word apologetic, uh, meaning that we have to come forth with an answer. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But when someone says to you, well, why is it that you believe what you believe, uh, we have to be prepared to have an answer. And we we can't be stuttering and saying, well, um, well, this is what the Word of God says. Yes, I know that's what the Word of God says. But uh, I can't relate to that. And we have to be a living example of what it means to follow Christ and what it means to suffer. Um, who likes to suffer? I don't think there's a person on the face of the earth that, 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 that uh, likes to suffer. But it is in our suffering that God is glorified. It is in our suffering that he gives us strength. It is in our suffering that, that, that he gives us the the the, the 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 manner, if you will, to be able to move forward. And I'm not going to say to you that in the beginning the, uh, that 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 this suffering is is easy. No, it's not. It's not. As long as we are in this body of flesh, it is not easy. It will maybe even cause you to even question your own faith. It may may even cause you to question why did I make this decision, uh, beloved. As we study the word of God, as we immerse ourselves in this word with spiritual understanding, God, each time we get into his word and we're asking for revelation and we're asking for deeper understanding, Lord, how do I handle this situation? You know, Lord, I, I, I have people on, in, in the workplace who, who, who criticize me. Lord, I have people in my own home, Lord, who, who criticize me and how do I handle these types of individuals and circumstances? And 
And God has, and this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. He has given us a comforter. He has given us his word. He has given us his spirit uh, uh, to guide and teach us, to, to bring us into, in, into the understanding of what is required. And, and, you know, we can, you know, quote scripture, you know, Jesus says, you know, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. But along the way, there's going to be trouble. And there are going to be many challenges. And uh, I'm sure there's probably uh, many of you now who, who are experiencing these challenges in, in, in your Christian walk. And, and many are saying, why? Do I have to go through this? It, it, it's, it's too difficult. It's too much to ask. Uh, uh, may, maybe I need to uh, scale down a little bit. May, maybe I need to just give it up entirely. Uh, my, my, my brothers and sisters, we have to understand something here that this fight is way beyond us. It is indeed a spiritual fight. It is indeed a fight for your soul. And we have to understand this. We, we can't walk the streets and think that we are not in some sort of warfare. Because if we know anything about Scripture, if we know anything about the Holy Bible, the Bible itself is a book of war. It is a book of how to prepare yourself for spiritual warfare. It is a book which is designed to equip the men and women of God on how to fight. And I'm not talking about physical fighting here, but I'm talking how to war in the spirit, how to tear down principalities and, 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 and dominions and, 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 and in the name of Jesus proclaim victory over these principalities and powers of darkness that want to establish a, 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 a spirit in you that, that is against the things of God, that is solely put forth, and they're in your life to bring about a desired outcome. What is that outcome? To do what? To steal, kill, and destroy. That is the ministry of Satan and his angels. His ministry is a ministry of discouragement. His ministry is a ministry of theft. He wants to steal that joy from you. He wants to steal your faith from you. He wants to take away your zeal for the things of God. He wants to kill you. He, he, he's not playing with you. This is not a game. He wants to take your life. He wants to take your soul. And this is what his ministry is about. So how do we fight something like that? Because if it's a spiritual war, obviously we can't fight this thing with machine guns and, and tanks. We, we have to now ask God, Lord, if I am fighting a spiritual battle, and I know I have victory in you, how do I overcome this evil one? Scripture tells us that we must put on a posture we must put on a new cloak, if you will. We must put on this cloak of humility. Scripture says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And I love verse 10. I want to emphasize verse 10. But the God of all grace, 
who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So, okay, he tells us about that. Okay, all right, fine. We have to deal with this adversary, the devil, okay, and yeah, seeking, he's roaring, okay. Yeah, but he doesn't leave us in this word without comfort. He says, but the God of all grace who hath called us into his, into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, after you have gone through the trial and the, and, and, and the travail and the tribulation and the pain, that what happens, that he make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So the suffering and the pain is actually used for our benefit. It is not used to destroy us. It is used to make us into this perfect, strengthened vessel. I liken it to, to being in a boot camp type of experience where you have young men and women going into a, 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 a military setting and, and a lot of them uh, not knowing what to expect but knowing that, okay, something's coming, and then here comes the drill instructor with, with, with stern directions, and he gives a narrative, and he gives them specific instructions to follow, and he says, okay, and he does it not only with force and authority and with a boldness. Why? Because he is preparing these young men and women for warfare. He is not playing with them. He is telling them, this is, what, this is the path you have to follow. If you want to live, then you better follow my example, and you better follow it to the letter. Do not deviate from it. That's why individuals that want to join, get into the military, and they want to get in there and think it's a joke, and they want to do their own thing, they will not last because those types of individuals will be the first to come back in a body bag, or they will get others around them killed, and we cannot have that. So this is what this suffering, if you will, or I liken it to a, uh, maybe it's not a good example, to a camp type of experience where there is pain, where there is suffering, where there are tears. And, and, and at the end of this, at the end of this boot camp experience, there is what? There is, okay, I am now ready for battle. Now, there's a difference between being ready for battle and being ready for what you're about to see in battle. That there is no basic training for. But getting back to the preparation of the physical body, not just your physical body, but also your mental state of being, the whole purpose is to, is to, to, to make you into a new person. When you went into basic training, you were new, possibly a novice to it. Maybe you've heard of it. You've never encountered it. The whole idea is to transform your thinking to now you are now no longer uh, so-and-so, but now you are so-and-so, but you are now a warrior. You have taken on a new personality, a new posture. You are no longer the same person uh, 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 when you came in to uh, the boot camp or basic training experience, but now you are a warrior. Prepare for battle. Same concept here in the Bible. What God is trying to do is he's trying to as, he's, as we're going through this period of suffering and trial and tribulation and persecution, it's all designed to do what? To strengthen us so that we look not to ourselves, but, but that we look to God, my brother. That is the purpose. That is the real meat, if you will, of why we suffer, 
of why we go through hard times as believers, because God is perfecting us. He is establishing us. He is doing something. He is building men and women warriors so that when we go into a battle and the world is in chaos and people around us are, 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 are wondering what's going on, and, and here we are as a mighty army of God girded up, with our spiritual weapons, and we are not moved by our circumstances. We are not moved by what's going on around us. This is what God is trying to establish, a strength within us. So however long some of us have to go through this this basic training, if you will, uh, or this boot camp experience, it's not an easy one. But just know this, that God is with you that he is with us throughout all these trials, throughout all the tribulations, throughout all, throughout all the difficulty. As God was with our, our, our Savior, Lord Jesus, as he was with him, and Jesus had his moments, Gethsemane, where he even challenged the Lord, do we have to do it this way? If possible, let this cup pass from me. But then Jesus' divine nature says, mm, not my will, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. So, my brothers and sisters, we must get to a place where I'm not saying it's, it, it, that it's not okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Jesus wept. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, to say, Lord, where are you in the midst of this? Jesus said that too. Eli, Eli, lama, lama sabachthani. So, he, he, he wondered, Lord, where are you in the midst of this, this, this trouble? You know, as he's being, as he's nailed to a cross, and, and he's about ready to to take his last breath, he 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 shouts out a a biblical prophecy in in the Psalms, which is Psalm twenty two verse one, which says, "My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" So when Jesus screamed this out in the midst of persecution, in the midst of of, of being nailed to a cross, bleeding out about ready to take his last breath, he screams out. He says, Lord, Lord, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And now, you know, the, 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 the skeptics will say, well, I thought he was God. What, what is this, God crying out to God? No, no, not at all, in fact. Not at all. That uh, Jesus crying out in such a way is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy, as I just said. Read in Psalm uh, chapter 22, verse 1. I'll even go a step further. That Jesus is crying out, saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he understands the order of, of the Godhead. Remember, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he knew the order. And, and God is a God of order. And I will also take it a step further to say that Jesus crying out is a demonstration, if you will, or foreshadowing of things we're going to probably say and have said at some point in time. So, God knows what he's doing here, and, and, and Jesus saying such things, fulfilling Bible prophecy, and not only that, as we read it, we're saying, wow, there have been times in my life where, Lord, I've wondered, where, where have you been? Where are you in this situation? Have you left me? I've cried out to you. Where are you? I don't see you in this. So all things work together for good, and, and that's just a little reminder that there are going to be times, if you haven't said it already, you're going to say, Lord, why have 
thou forsaken me? Where are you in the midst of this? So with that said, uh, I would like to ask a question. What are the challenges? I gave one example of one of those challenges, and you can write this down. What, what are the challenges? The topic tonight is the challenges of walking with God. What, so, therefore, what, what are the challenges? We can start. You can write that scripture down. Uh, you have a pen and paper, First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. Okay, we, one of our challenges is we have an adversary. We have an adversary and his angels who, who, are, who are sent to do what? To destroy, to kill, to afflict. But know this, know this. As a child of God, Satan has no authority or power over you except, except that which you create yourself. Let me say that again. This adversary is defeated. So why even talk about him? <laughs> well, if you don't talk about him, it'd be okay. Then, then it would be like it, it would be like acknowledging there's no such thing as spiritual warfare. You have to acknowledge. You have to be aware of what's going on around you. We don't walk around in fear. But if you're in a war, then you better know who your enemies are if you want to live. So we have an adversary. We have an enemy. And his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, as I said earlier, to establish discouragement in the believer. And he uses people to do this. People influenced by Satan to establish the will of Satan, and that is to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. So we know we have an adversary, number one. Uh, we know that uh, there, are, there are individuals who knowingly or unknowingly are influenced by Satan. Uh, we also must understand that uh, other challenges can be the weight of the call of God. You know, it, the, the weight of this call can be very troublesome. As I gave an earlier example, Jesus at Gethsemane said, if possible, let this cup pass from me, this cup of the new covenant. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. So at that point in time, Jesus was feeling the weight of the call that was on his life. And it became so much so that he broke down. And this is what we have to understand as well, that as Jesus went through this, 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 this Gethsemane experience, that we too will have our Gethsemane experience. Um, there's uh, a scripture in Luke's gospel, chapter 9, verse 23, uh, which I quoted earlier, says, uh, Jesus says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. You know, I've quoted this scripture many times, and I don't think I've mentioned the word daily once. So, I, and, and it's very interesting because I had I, I circled that in my Bible, uh, and I quoted the scripture saying, if, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. But we leave out the word daily. I left out the word daily. And uh, so I just wanted to add that in there. I didn't have to, but um, I just wanted to mention that. So, yes, this is a daily, daily walk. And this is a walk where 
again, we must deny ourselves. Deny ourselves in what sense? We must put off the cares of this world. What does that mean? Should I not care about uh, family, uh, my job, uh, or other circumstances or other things that that pertain to me and, and, and my life? No, no, that's not what we're saying. What the Word of God is saying here is to, in essence, prioritize this. Uh, in a sense where we we are denying ourselves, we are denying the desires of our flesh, we are denying those things that have kept us uh, from really seeking God uh, 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 in the first place. Uh, there are many distractions around us. There are many things around us that, that establish, uh, as I said, distraction, hindrances, um, the cares, if you will. Uh, I'll use an I'll use myself as an example. Uh, I have a love for sports, and so much so, many years ago, um, I won't say which church I attended, but I'll just say that uh, I could not wait until church service ended so that I could go home and watch the football game at uh, 1 p.m. So uh, the service would start. Uh, late morning and would end early afternoon and I would run home and watch the football game. And that was my life uh, for quite some time. If anyone was to ask me, oh, what was the word about uh, on, on Monday, I wouldn't be able to tell you because I wasn't taking notes. I wasn't writing down uh, information. Uh, it, it, it was just information I was gathering, but not really seriously uh, implementing it and applying it to my own life. So I guess that could be the closest thing to a religious experience as it could possibly come. So that was my early Christian upbringing. And uh, I had a man of God, and I thank God for him. Uh, peace be unto him. Uh, instruct me and, and gave me a word to prioritize that there's no sin in watching sports, but what you need to do, young man, is you need to get your, your, your priorities together. Uh, he asked me, he says, do you have a VCR? So obviously I'm going back a ways. I don't know if you have VCRs anymore. Uh, and I told him yes. And he said to me, uh, well, you can tape the game. And a light bulb just came on like, oh, yeah. Like, duh, yeah, I could tape the game. <laughs> so I'm saying all of this to say, Folks, we must take this Christian walk very, very seriously. Jesus is telling us that this is a daily experience, that this is not a one-time thing. This is not a Sunday, Sunday morning thing. This is not a, uh, during, uh, once or twice during the week thing. This is a daily walk. This is a daily, uh, 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 I don't use the word travail, but this is a daily uh, experience, if you will. And if we're not going to do this 100%, if we're not going to do this the way God intended, then let's not play games. Let's not play games. And I can tell you that that was my situation. And I played games, and I was in and out of church and vacillating about, and I, I wasn't born like this. And I was like, wow, it seemed like you were in church all your life. No, 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 no. <laughs> You know, I was out there uh, uh, going to clubs and bars and 
And uh, <laughs> I had a sister in Christ uh, tease me. He said, wow, you don't look like you've ever been to a club in your life. <laughs> and uh, I did tell her, say, yeah, yeah, I've been to a few, and only to find out um, that I was wasting my time. And I don't know if any of uh, my brothers and sisters out there have ever been in a place where you just look around and you just feel that you don't belong there. And uh, there came a time when I had to really look at myself and examine who I am and, and say to myself, wow, you know, I don't feel comfortable in this environment. I think I was just uh, playing games or thinking I was having fun, uh, socializing every now and then, yes, but not fulfilled, not fulfilled at all. And, you know, how many beers and, and, and alcoholic beverages can you drink? Uh, they don't fulfill you. They don't they don't last. It doesn't last. It, it, it's in the end. It was just, in my opinion, for me, it, it was foolishness. Uh, I thought I was having a good time. It's an experience. It was an experience for me. It's something I can talk about today, laugh about, share, and, and, and say that um, I've had my experiences too, where where uh, I haven't had it all together, and where I've needed help, and I was out there in the world doing my own thing and, 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 and uh, being a casual Christian and, and not serving God, just being casual about my Christian walk, if you want to call it that. Uh, one thing I've realized, too, in uh, walking with Christ and one of the uh, other many challenges is loneliness. Uh, <laughs> once I fully said, okay, Lord, I'm on board with this. I'm with you. I'm not going to play games anymore. Uh, I'm not going to go here, go there, Lord. I am in this for real, for real, for real. Not until I did that and peeled back all those hindrances and layers and distractions and, and really just said, Lord, okay, I want you for real. I, I, I surrender. I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of being sick and tired, and, 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 and I just want more. And once I did that, then came the loneliness. Then came the warfare. Then came the, the, the real, like, okay, you want to do this? All right. And, and then Satan began to challenge me in areas of my life where I needed deliverance. And I thank God. I thank God, thank God, thank God for the, 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 the healing and the deliverance that I needed because there were issues in my life that I wasn't even aware of. I didn't even know I was struggling. I didn't even know that I was going through, going through this problem going through that problem, and it was a part of me. It was an opening for the enemy to come in until finally God sent an angel. God sent a messenger, and he began to speak into my life and begin to point out certain areas, and I thank God for his messengers that he has sent into my life to tell me that, Kevin, the reason why you can't move, the reason why you take one step forward and then you take two steps back is because you have issues there. There are openings. You have, there, there are demons that need to be cast out of you, and I thank God for that experience. And I'm not ashamed to say, yeah, I had my demons. Okay, I, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I thank God that he has healed me by his blood. I am delivered. I am restored. And, and it is because of his grace. It is because of his shed blood. It is because of the life of Christ that I can talk about him in such a way today. And I am, I am just thrilled 
to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio and to talk about the goodness of God, to talk about how he has shared, how, how, how he has spared my life, how he has brought me into this understanding, how he has brought me out of the darkness into his marvelous light. I, it, it, it just thrills my heart that I can talk about his goodness, and I just love to talk about God. I love to talk about how, what he has done for me and what he can do for, for, for those who are in need. Moving forward, loneliness, yes, a huge, huge problem in the body of Christ, or Allah, especially, especially those who, who, who are called to the prophetic. It, it, we've, talked about, we've talked about this before. It can be a very lonely, isolated type of life. Why? Because, as you know, uh, uh, the men and women, particularly those that have a prophetic call on their life, have to hear from God, and they can't have a whole lot of noise around them. They can't have a lot of people uh, screaming and screaming in their left ear and their right ear, and they, they have to retreat. And that's why Jesus gave us an example of that. Jesus wasn't around people all the time. There were times where he had to retreat. He had to leave. Why? Because he needed to hear from God. So this 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 walk, particularly for those who have an, a, a prophetic call in their life, it can be a very lonely walk. Now, this is not just for the prophet, so let me make that clear as well. This can be for those who have an apostolic call, those who are called to be pastors, those who are called to even uh, uh, teach or, or evangelize. There are some people who, 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 who go through periods of loneliness, and, and you just ask, say, Lord, you know, send me somebody who, who, who can identify with me. Send me somebody who I can talk to, Lord. Send me a partner in affliction, Lord, because these people who, I, who I'm sharing this with, me, they, they don't seem to understand me. They don't get it. So, Lord, send me some help here. Send me somebody who I can talk to, Lord, who can identify with my pain. And God will do that. He will send you somebody who's, who, who, who will be that bomb, who, who will not be God to you, but will be a help to you. Who will, who will be that Simon the Serene who will help you manage that cross, who will help you along the way. So we thank God for those individuals who, who, who do that. Um, at this time, um, I would like to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments. It is precisely 7.38 p.m. Uh, I have more to go here, but if there's anyone on the, on the line here who, who, wants, who wants to add to this particular list, uh, what are challenges uh, uh, to the Christian walk? So far, we've listed Satan as one, Satan and his followers, uh, the weight of the call of God, and we also mentioned loneliness, and that's just to name a few. I would, I would like to open up the phone lines at this time for any callers that, have, that may have any questions or comments at this time. Caller, you're on the air. Any questions or comments at this time? If not, then I'll just continue with my list. Okay. All right. So, so far we have, again, Satan and his followers uh, discouraging us, uh, trying to afflict us in such a way where, where, where we, 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 we get off track. And then we have the weight of the call of God on the life of, of the believer. We also have loneliness, and I also want to talk about persecution. Persecution is another area. Um, as you know, there are many uh, uh, examples in the Bible of believers, men and women, uh, men of God, being persecuted 
for Christ's namesake or, for, or, or because there's a call on their life. Um, there, there's one particular one. Of course, the Apostle Paul is, is one. Um, I also wanted to talk about Joseph. And when we look at the life of Joseph, uh, Joseph uh, being anointed, and even Joseph in his youth at the age of 17, we have to understand something. When you have an anointing on your life, my brothers and sisters, you are going to have those individuals who are going to envy you, who are going to hate you because of this call. More specifically with the life of Joseph, Joseph was blessed of God. Joseph had a calling on his life, so much so that his father, Jacob, had made him a coat of many colors. Remember, he was blessed of God. God was with him. Even Pharaoh knew that. Even Pharaoh knew that God was with him. And wherever Joseph went, okay, the, the, the power of God, the spirit of God with, with, went with him. And as, as Joseph was blessed, so was Pharaoh's house blessed. And we, we have to understand something here. And also Joseph uh, had a tendency of speaking uh, uh, very quickly. Uh, did he, he remember he was in his youth, he was 17 years old, and, and sometimes when you have that anointing and call on your life, we have a tendency of mismanaging it. Let me explain that. Sometimes when you have a, a, a call on your life, sometimes we speak prematurely. Because there's a call and we have information that individuals may want to know about or maybe they don't want to know about, uh, there's a certain zeal. And this comes with maturity. You cannot always release a word. You may have a gift. You may have had a dream. You may see something in someone's life that you want to tell them. But has God given you the, the go-ahead to speak into that person's life? And because, Why? Because there's a time and there's a season. You can't just blurt everything. You can scare people that way. And, and, and Joseph in his youth and, and, and in his immaturity, uh, spoke about dreams. And these dreams uh, obviously got on the nerves of his, of, of his brothers. And what had happened, as Scripture tells us, when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. So, there came a point in time when those around you, close to you now, if this, happens, if this happened to Joseph, this can happen to us today. There are going to be people around you. This could be family members. This could be coworkers. This could be church brothers and sisters. There are going to be people around you who are going to hate you because of the anointing. They're going to hate you because of this call that is on your life. And they're going to look at you and say, who do you think you are? You think you're holier than thou? You think you're a God? How dare you? And this is what's going to happen. So these are, again, some of the challenges uh, that you're going to face. There are going to be people who are going to be envious of you. And, and, and dare I say, dare I say, there are going to be people who maybe even think about killing you 
uh, in this case of, of Joseph. His brothers conspired to kill him, Scripture tells us. And, and so, therefore, these are challenges. These are realities that uh, we're looking at and that we're faced with. And it's important that we know this. It's important that we are sensitive to what's going on around us. And not only that, not only that, we know that there are people who are going to become envious, people who will conspire against you. There are people who are going to hate you. And also there are people who are going to tell lies on you. Yes. There are people who are going to say, oh, men of evil, saying, oh, I saw so-and-so did this and this person did that. Why? to now paint a different picture of what other people are saying about you because you do have those who are for you. You do have those that say, mm, this is a true man or woman servant. I love their character. I love the way they, 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 they counsel. I love the way they move according to the ways of God and, 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 and how they conduct their business and how they treat others. You're going to have those individuals who are going to speak lies over you. And, and, and not only that, people are going to tell lies about you. And those people who you thought were your friends, who you thought were close to you, are going to all of a sudden start to believe those lies. People who you thought, wait a second, those same people who said, no, that's a man or woman of God, and I know this person, are now going to start saying, huh, what? They did what? She said, what? Mm, yeah, well, yeah. And then they'll start to believe. Why? Why would someone who knows you well start to believe lies that other people are saying? Maybe they hear it from more than one person. Maybe one person says it, and then another person corroborates the story, and then another person corroborates what was said, and then you, now you know you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people or more all saying the same thing. And then now that person who, who you thought knew you, okay, is now saying, can all these people be wrong? Yeah. My brothers and sisters, this happens. That's why I'm saying all of this. I'm not saying all of this to discourage anyone from walking with God. I want to prepare you for what's to come. I want to prepare you because if you're not already going through this, trust me, if you're truly walking with God, you're going to go through this. Rest assured, it's worth I'm, I'm, I am as certain as us having this conversation. So these are, again, challenges that we are faced with. And I'm looking at the clock here. It is now officially 7.47 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If there's anyone that has any questions or comments regarding this, please, uh, while we have another 10 minutes or so, feel free to uh, pose any uh, questions or comments on tonight's topic, which is the challenges of walking with God. Call you're on the air. Hello, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, hello, woman of God. God bless you, man of God. Uh, I just want to say, uh, this is a really, really interesting topic. I was actually listening 
and for your message. I didn't ask any questions before. I was just going to listen to your message in its entirety. Um, but I I did want to say this, that I just kind of wanted to make a pretty very brief statement on what the scripture talks about, that Jesus had commanded us um, in order to be a true disciple, a true follower of Christ, we must first deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. And that's just a clear indication is that when you are following Christ, you are, when you are following Christ, crisis is inevitable. Amen. And, um, yeah, and, but with every, every crisis, in every crisis, there's a cross there as well. And so that's what he meant to say. Take up a cross and follow me, meaning that, you know, the cares of the world is going to be burdensome. Following him is going to require a lot of sacrifice and giving up of oneself. It's going to require uh, uh, you being hated. Just living uh, a very similar life the way he lived, if you are a true disciple. And he did tell us that it wasn't going to be easy, but in the process of it all, that he always reminded us throughout the scripture that he would never leave us comfortless. And uh, you'll find that, again, in almost every uh, chapter of the Bible where uh, someone was faced with a challenge, but there was always words of comfort, confirmation, affirmation to let um, those disciples or men and women of God in the Bible reminding them that he was with them. And and that's what makes the the journey a lot more easier, just having that assurance um, and faith in knowing that he's with us regardless of what's going on, and he's the one that has the final say. Uh, he's the one that ultimately determines what the results and, and, uh, and outcome is going to be. Hmm. And we must assure that if he says that he is with us, then he's in control of everything, and that causes us to be at peace. It causes mm-hmm. us to know that whatever it is, you know, the sacrifice is worth it because sure. he's gone through it. In fact, in fact, it's counted as a privilege that I can mimic the life of my Savior. Mm-hmm. Because if you've never truly called, and if you never truly was called by God or a follower of Christ, there'll be no real cross to bear, That's you know? And, and so you just take it as a privilege and an humbling and to say, wow, God, I was so worthy enough that I can be in the fellowship of your suffering. That's what the scripture says, to be yeah. in the fellowship of your suffering. But a lot of times we look at suffering as something that's painful and the process as something that's, that that's there to punish us, but really the process and and taking up the cross is a is what I'm trying to say, uh, and to know that we can be in the fellowship of His suffering, and He's going to be with us through it all. And in that, we are being fully developed and going through maturation. We're being fortified, being taught strength. We're we're, we're gaining wisdom. So, and and all of that is gained. And and it just reminds me also when Christ, uh, when Christ was uh, uh, on his way to the role of the daughter and he was going to get ready to get crucified, he had to endure uh, being beat, being beaten. But 
See, that was just a preparation. You see, the process was the preparation for the cross. And, and ultimately what will come after that. So, yes, yeah. we're going to, like Christ, be flagged with many stripes. And, yes, we're going to be mocked on the road of Golgotha. In our spiritual road of Golgotha, we're going to be mocked in that. We're going to be laughed upon. We're going to uh, uh, experience what he experienced. And they, they called him out of his name, and they, they beat him. But at the end, there's victory. And that's what we need to focus on, because how can you taste true victory if you've never gone through the process? And so, man, of God, I just think it's a great um, topic for tonight. And uh, thank you for allowing me to share. And I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and give you uh, great insight and uh, revelatory teaching and truly, truly enriching and uh, a blessing to us all. And so I just want to say thank you for that. And uh, you have a pleasant night. Thank you, woman of God, and thank you so much uh, for, uh, for your prayers and your kind words and, and your feedback. Um, it, it is valued here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio, and uh, you are a blessing uh, uh, to this ministry, and God bless you as well, and thank you. May the Lord continue to use you uh, uh, in, 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 in your ministry, and uh, thank you. And yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, I liken uh, what Jesus experienced uh, uh, with regards to he had, he had performed a, uh, a deliverance um, that was brought to him, uh, one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And uh, Jesus healed, healed him. Uh, scripture says, in so much that the blind and dumb both, both saw and spake. And here are these Pharisees, okay, uh, uh, Number one, insulting the Holy Spirit, insulting God, and saying that this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devil. So it, there are going to be people who are going to challenge what God is doing in your life. There are individuals who are going to challenge whether you are truly anointed or not. There are going to be individuals who are going to say, no, 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 you have gifts, but uh, you, you, you're casting out these demons by some other method. Um, be careful. Be very careful. And, you know, be, we have to be very careful that we do not uh, put our mouth on what God is doing, that we do not blaspheme uh, what God is doing in, in the lives of his people because he takes his work very, very seriously as well. We should as well. And uh, th th these are all challenges. I, I, I bring up that particular scripture because there are going to be people who are going to call you out of your name. And they're going to say that uh, you don't have the spirit of God and, and God is not with you. And you're trying to exalt yourself and you're trying to make yourself uh, bigger than what you are. And, and you're not doing any of that. You're just doing the will of God. And I just want to prepare you for these challenges. I just want to prepare you, my brothers and sisters, for what's ahead of you. Uh, don't stick your head in the sand and think this is uh, going to be fun at the amusement park. The Christian walk is not designed that way. Uh, this war manual that I spoke about earlier is exactly that, and it has a purpose. And its purpose is to prepare the men and women servants for warfare to give us an expected hope 
that uh, when we follow the instructions that God has given us, when we are alert to what's going on around us, and and the, the, the scripture is not saying that we should forsake our family, that we should not honor our parents, no, uh, no, no. There are too many people that have taken these, that, that has taken this Bible and have misinterpreted it uh, because either they don't have spiritual understanding, I would probably say that's the reason, or they just want to use the scriptures to establish a religious system of control so that now they have now become a god to those who follow their particular doctrine. It's important, my brothers and sisters, in closing, that you, that you study the word of God for yourself. It is important that you, you have uh, taken note of these challenges and understand that this walk is not without tears. It is not without bloodshed. There are many of us, believers in Christ, who have been martyred for Christ's namesake, who have been killed for Christ's namesake. We have biblical examples from John the Baptist to the, we have the apostle, the apostle Paul, Peter. We see Jesus as another example. And we still see this example today. So nothing has changed in over 2,000 years. This word pierces the heart. There are, there are places in this world where you cannot preach the gospel. If you preach the gospel in that particular region, you will be jailed. That's how serious this is. So it is important that we are not ignorant to the devices of Satan, that we understand that we are in a war and that we have to put on this whole armor, this spiritual armor I'm referring to daily, and we must put on this new nature. Well, we should already have the new nature. We should already have the new nature. But now we are walking in victory. We are walking with, with spiritual understanding and truth. So with that said, it is now 7.59 p.m. I do not want to go over my allotted time. Um, I want to say thank you, Dr. Ganny, for once again having me on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, and Mr. Ganny. Uh, I am your host, uh, Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Thank you for joining me tonight uh, for this topic, the challenges of walking with God. And I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope uh, you came away with much information, with a little bit more. And if you already have information about this particular warfare, then perhaps uh, you have a little bit more uh, moving forward. So once again, I just want to say thank you, uh, my brothers and sisters. God bless you. I'm looking forward to the next time that we're together again. And again, this is Chaplain Kevin Graves. If you have any additional questions, feel free to email me. My email address is pkwgraves at gmail.com. Again, that is pkwgraves at gmail.com. And it has been a pleasure being with you this evening on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. God bless you, and have a good night.